Hello and welcome to episode three of Legal Minds podcast. So this is the podcast where we usually take you know, the ridiculously complex and bring them down so that you know, the standard person can actually understand it. And we try to have a bit of a laugh along the way as well. Uh, as usual, I am joined here by my friend and colleague, Mr. Marcus Dacum. So Marcus, do say hello to the crowd. Hello, Paul. Hello, Pod. Um, Paul, I have a very cool question before we go any further. What do you mean by standard person? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically, like myself, I'm not trained <laughs> okay. in the law at all. Like, I see myself as your standard average Joe, uh, like, so you, get... like you and me. So we're standard people. Is that what you're saying? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So with this one, we're taking a bit of a, a a less look at the complex. We decide to have a bit of fun as it's Christmas. Uh, we're, we're putting together our naughty and nice list, aren't we, Marcus? So we've Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, uh, who's on Santa's naughty list and who's on Santa's nice list. And that could be anything, right? That's um, uh, concepts, uh, ideas. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're not going to get... It's so, not specific not... to individuals, no is it? Not... <laughs> We've had a look at the recent compliance naughty list and we're going to name some law firms. No, it's not going to be... No, that. no, we're not going to do that. No, absolutely not. Um, so, well, first off, how are you feeling about it, Christmas? Are you, uh, are you, are you here? <laughs> are you there? Are you present? Excuse uh, the pun. I, I am taking a, a I'm taking some time off, which is lovely because it's been it's been a really busy, isn't it? I mean, not just mm. in terms of, you know, what you and I get up to on our in our day jobs, but in terms of uh, the industry, in terms of uh, some of the developments that we've seen. Mm. I'm going to talk about AI because it's literally in the front and centre of everything that I'm doing at the moment, which is great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Appears on both my naughty list and my and my nice list, but. The reality is that we've seen so much happen over the last 12 months just in terms of the yeah. conversation around AI. So we'll come back to that later, though. But, yeah, it's been really busy and I'm looking forward to spending some time with family over the festive period. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, the main question, have you seen Die Hard yet? Because obviously Christmas doesn't start until that. I did send you a picture of when I saw you know, <laughs> certain someone yeah. falling from the Nakatomi building. It... Um, there are many people who have specific triggers, whether it's uh, watching It's a Wonderful Life, whether it's uh, whether it's um, managing to uh, sort of take some time off from work, whether it's listening to uh, a New York fairy tale, the Pogues thing. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, it is watching Hans Gruber fall from the 30th floor of the Nakatomi Tower in the classic Christmas film, Die Hard. Indeed, indeed, yeah, indeed. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I got you in the Christmas spirit at that point. <laughs> you did, thank you. <laughs> There's no right. joke like a private joke. Go on. <laughs> Let's get stuck into it then. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to have a bit of tennis with it? Like you give a nice one, I give a nice one, you give a naughty one, I give a naughty one, or like I know you've got you've got a couple of uh, you've got a couple of ideas on your nice list. Let's start off with one of your nice. So who's on your nice list this okay. year? Right. So yeah, having a bit of a think about the nice side of the profession in which we see ourselves situated in. The very first thing that came to my mind is, you know, like your your standard high street firm of solicitors, the different areas of law in which they practice in and the personal touch that they bring to that. Because you know, solicitors at the end of the day, they're dealing with people who are going through what can be a really rough time of their life right and making it 
easier for them to deal with. Now, whether it be through the stresses of buying a house, maybe, you know, they've, they've recently lost I don't know, someone close to them, their parents or whoever that may be, and they're dealing with the probate side of things or, mm-hmm. yeah, with family. I know it's a bit of a, it's a, almost a little bit of a dark joke or thing to say, but solicitors tend to, to have a bit of a dark sense of humour and it tends to be around Christmas. Okay. After Christmas, family law does pick up. But well, they're I dealing with that and they're helping people through it. That's right. It, it's a reflection of human nature, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Christmas can bring out the best and, and unfortunately, sometimes the worst in people. But it's we've talked about this before. It's a distress purchase. When you go to a solicitor, it's usually because you're going through something rotten on in on a personal level. You need Most a hand in your life. Exactly. And the way the solicitor deals and helps you along that way is a reflection on them. Yeah, absolutely. And there are some cracking companies out there. I know you were telling me about um, uh, a couple of uh, examples that uh, you went through. I recently visited uh, one of our customers in the Southwest and their drive is to provide an exceptionally emotionally intelligent service for their customers, which I love. I love that because they recognize that this is a difficult time for a lot of their customers. It's a distress Mm -hmm. purchase, I've said. To your point, whether it's a divorce, probate, whether they've lost a loved one, uh, and their their overriding uh, objective is to be able to provide a safe, psychologically safe and secure place for their client to be able to get through whatever it is that's that's driving them. I, yeah, I, I love that, that is a, and I see an that awesome in, message, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and I see that in so many brilliant uh, law firms up and down the country. So yeah, definitely yeah. one for the nice list. You had an example though, I think. Uh, indeed. Well, yeah, that's it's another one from my nice list as well. So um, yeah, recently I've been working with a firm up in Norwich and they are, they're just involved in every part of the community, like to the point where it's like, if you go and see them as a law firm, you can get a discount off of the local restaurants, not the chains, but the actual local restaurants, you know, that have been brought up in that community there's just this entire kind of network and web across local norwich companies essentially that have been brought up through that not the chains like we said but yeah the way they've they're even involved with the norwich football club and okay i just i just think that's amazing the fact that they've and they're looking at doing a, a way with their marketing in which right. to kind of push that so bringing up vouchers that you, you come and see us here's your bill by the way here's a voucher for that specific restaurant that's up the road and vice versa as well i just i just think that's it's a really nice way in order to bring that community up yeah it's it that's that's amazing uh, it's it's i love your comment about uh i love your comment about doing away with marketing and um, i've been a marketeer now for the best part of three decades and there are times when i despise marketing it just <laughs> seems to be <laughs> done badly i should say let's put that on the naughty list for later by some not bad. yourself obviously but no, by no, no, some obviously. <laughs> bad marketing is is effectively hoodwinking people into doing something that they wouldn't you know mm-hmm. buy this product go to this theme park whatever it might be but i think genuine authentic human connection in yeah. the way that you've just described, 100% got to be the way forward. Uh, and yeah. embedding in the community, love that. Absolutely love that. And see, the final thing for my 
nice list to be fair it's it's along that kind of a theme as well because as personable as they are to their clients and as much as they're helping their local communities they're also really charitable these days so my linkedin is full like whenever i go and i meet a client i'm straight away i'll add that firm not just the individuals but i'll add them to my linkedin just to get a feel of how they're operating as a firm and the number of them that are you know they're putting on local runs to raise money for local charities it's just a really nice thing to do. And I think, I don't know whether it's because of LinkedIn that we're just seeing this more, but I just get the feeling that, especially over the past few years, like there's definitely been an up on that. Let's, let's do something. Let's raise some money for this. It's interesting you say that because we, as you know, we've been talking to a number of law firms up in another country since the beginning you know since access legal sort of came into being mm. and one of the key messages that we've heard is that the culture of the law firm is essential mm. and yeah. and certainly when we're looking at firms that are very successful in retaining and developing talent within their organization yeah salary is important and i know we're going to come on to that in a bit but the culture, the purpose, the personality of the firm is yeah. absolutely critical in retaining the right talent. And things like that we've just talked about, emotionally secure services to their client base, embedding themselves in the community in a really authentic way, and then charitable giving and making the things we do on a day-to-day -day basis more enjoyable because there is that sense of giving back. I think it's essential. I really do think it's essential. Yeah. 100% and it's just it's just a really nice way to operate a law firm so, so that's why all of those three things yeah they're on my nice list mate. on your nice list yeah do you want to yeah. let's give us some of yours then because we've rinsed my nice list <laughs> <laughs> so mine are more technology based right so I, okay. I I talked about artificial intelligence and I'm going to be very honest with you mm. AI is has got one foot on my nice list yeah. and absolutely one foot on my naughty list and i think um, everyone would wholeheartedly agree with that it's a it's a delicate one isn't it that we got to well, think about let me let me explain the technology and i'm, I'm going to rinse on uh, rinse i'm not going to rinse you, you just said that i've just repeated your words <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm going to be hard on marketing again uh, for my naughty side of this but the technology brilliant love the fact I've been doing a lot of work with a lot of people trying to understand exactly the nuance, the, the layers of artificial intelligence, the algorithms, the machine learning. I'm not a technical person. I'm not going to write code. But just in terms of the opportunity that it brings, brilliant. Just to be able to uh, automate the mundane, yep. get rid yep. of that repetitive uh nonsense that we all see in our day to day and and be able to be better at what we what we're passionate about and i 100%. certainly from a legal perspective i see that as as one of the big benefits using the technology correctly and we know that regulation is coming and we know that you know there are a lot of opinions and we know that there are risks that we need to be aware of but genuinely on my nice list i think technology and the opportunity that it provides us fabulous so that's yeah. that i'm going to slip straight over to my naughty list Go on. Which is the, mm, I was going to say the marketing. It's not really the marketing. It's the doom mongering. It's the apocalyptic fortune telling. It's the, it'll all do us out of a job. Skynet's coming. Yeah. Robots will take over the world. Honestly, that's getting out of hand. And whilst we need to be very aware of 
some of the pitfalls and certainly in terms of data security not sort of giving the farm away when we're putting prompts into chat gpt yeah yeah i think that can be over egged and i think we need to be very risk aware but at the same time we need to be very open to the opportunities that they bring so on my technology perspective i think i think 2024 is going to see uh, a lot of development in the use cases and the and the opportunities yeah there's going to be a lot coming up in the next couple of years that people almost you you Mainly, you may not have to embrace it necessarily straight away, but it's just being open to it and being able to accept that this is coming. Eventually, we're going to have to look at it and not let it scare you off. But on that kind of a theme that you were talking about on the AI being good and naughty, I've actually got one for my naughty is the fact that, yes, we've got all of this technology here, but it's solicitors who are using new tech but still working in an old fashioned way. Okay. That to me is a, it's a, it's a bit of a bugbear of mine because obviously in the profession that we are, we are dealing with software and, you know, before like in the days of DPS where I came from, before we were acquired into the access group, I used to go out and I used to visit every single person who went live on the software about six months after they initially gone live. Okay. And you'd always find that they can, they'd slip into old, my old habits because it was comfortable to them. And then they'd be complaining that the software that they're using is slowing them down. But if you purchase new things and that's all set up to work in a new way, by right. working in an old way, it doesn't work. It, it will slow things down. So I think that's it's one for my naughty list is if you're going to make that jump into the specific software that's going to do amazing things for you and that's what you've been sold on embrace yeah. it your naughty list then the first entry in your naughty list is muscle memory is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah this is the way we've always done it before <laughs> and that just that line itself i hear that time and time and time again of right oh well that's how we've always done it yeah or does that mean that it's the right way it's tough though it's really tough to sort of overcome that yeah no, it is, it is, but it's just, I think it comes, it, it, that kind of dealing with that needs to come from the top down. I agree. As long as the solutions have been created to address a specific outcome. And that right? can be shown. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds a bit pitchy, but, um, but yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> That's not why we're here. We're not no, here to pitch no. software, but no. it's a good point. What else is on your naughty list? Oh, right. We're going to go through mine then. Well, you know, <laughs> controversial could be seen, but we're not governed by them. I'm sure that some of our listeners would probably like to see the SRA on the naughty list. Maybe getting really? a lump of coal. That's bold. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine it, though. You know, solicitors, they're trying to go about their daily work. They want to just do things and in a certain way and the SRA come in and are telling them how they should be doing it and why they shouldn't be doing it X, Y, and Z way. I can just imagine that being the case. I'm not saying anything about the SRA. No, good. I'm sure they're full of lovely people. But you remember the conversation we had around reputation management uh, yeah. with Brian mm -hmm. back in September, October time. Fabulous conversation. But of course, one of the key things is that there needs to be enough flexibility in things like reputation management uh, 
for a firm to be able to manage their own affairs in that way. Yeah. How do you think we would do without any regulation whatsoever? Well, and this is it. Yeah, indeed. There needs to be regulation. I'm just saying that I can see solicitors just being, oh, bloody SRA, you know. <laughs> Give them a lump of coal. <laughs> but if we go back to if we go back to our, the beginning of our nice list about being able to be in a, being in a position to provide that emotionally intelligent service service mm. to clients and some of the best firms that you and I've spoken to over the last 12 months. I think um, uh, I think having that back of what is and what isn't regulated is essential. So I'm going to challenge your mm. I'm going to challenge good. that. You challenge away. Mate. I you am challenge challenging. Away. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a debate that will um, carry on for some time, I think. All right. Well, I'm writing down I'm writing down challenge on my naughty list. <laughs> well have you got anything because i could keep going on the naughty side of things <laughs> well i think uh on my naughty list for 2023 uh i think an unknown and ambiguity in terms of you know where we are as a country as a as a political landscape i know that um we're coming up to a general election in the next 12 months I know that there are uh, a number of people that are looking to that because currently, as we sit here at the end of 2023, looking into what 2024 might bring, the current zeitgeist, I'm not making this a, a, a political platform of one way or the other, is that there's, <laughs> yeah, there's like to be a, that off, mate, a tiny bit. Yeah, but no, 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 I'm absolutely <laughs> not doing that. But change is inevitable. Change is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, regardless of what your political standpoint might be, that the likelihood is there's going to be a change of the guard. Certainly, if you read the sort of the opinion polls, and and that's going to lead to that's going to lead to twelve months of indecisiveness. No, that's yeah. not the right word. Um, unknowns. Let's call it unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that um, in 2024, an awful lot of employment law changes are coming through as a result of uh, uh, of us moving further away from the European Union um, Act. We know that. The Carers Leave Act, the Neonatal Care Act, uh, and changes to flexible working laws are coming. And I think that I don't. I think it needs to be recognised, and and it's a, a it's something that's going to impact all of us. So that goes on my naughty list. I, no one really likes change, do they? At the end of the day, and the uncertainty of knowing that something is going to change, but not know what it's going to change to. Right. It puts everyone in a bit of a. Yeah, nervous state. Un uncertainty. That's the word I was looking for, and it's uncertain change. You are we welcome. Don't know exactly. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's that's definitely on one of mine. So a changing of the guard uh, yeah. would be on mine. I'm making notes here, Paul. Oh, very good, mate. Very good. I know. I know. Go on. What's uh, what's last on yours? Uh, so, well, I've got one small one and one big one. Oh, let's let's do those. All right. So. The small one, because I've got a couple of solicitor mates who I do go down the pub with, and I was like, if you got one thing on a naughty list, what would it be? And yeah, all of them just came back with legal jargon. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said it's archaic. There's no need for it these days, all talking in thous and thys and whatever. No need, no need. Bring it into the 21st century. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's, that's where I can't see it happening. But yeah, I can understand the frustration of, yeah, especially the new younger lawyers coming in and having to listen to right. all of this old speak, not having to get on board with that. Yeah, they're just thinking that they're reading a Charles Dickens novel. Um, 
So, yeah, the main big one for me, I think, for my naughty list. Yeah. As much as I've got that affinity on the nice list of the local law firm dealing with you know, connecting with their customers and dealing with all of that, um, it would be the corporate side of law that it seems to have come over from America, really, where you've got these big skyscraper buildings, like big old law firm where they hire hire them young, bring them in, they give them the salary that's more than, you know, the local doctors, all so that they can whip them yeah, with a stick until right. they just beat the work out of them. So they're expected to work from seven o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock at night. They yeah. get their food delivered to their desk. There's beds in the office for if you do need to have a nap. You know, this I I can't say that I agree with the way these law firms are run just because it, it just leads to burnout. You are grinding it out of your staff to the point where they get to their mid thirties and they're having a midlife crisis. I, I, I agree with that. So poor mental health awareness, poor mental health management, hundred mm. percent on that one. And it does happen in other industries. It's not just law. Oh yeah. I got, uh, I got friends of mine that work in financial services industries and, and they tell a similar story mm. in terms of the smaller firm, uh, potentially more focused on the, the mental health and well-being of, of their, of their folk and perhaps yeah. some of the larger enterprise factory based uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Approaches. It's interesting. Again, going back to the retention of talent and people and culture, we heard stories this year of small non-city firms uh, as a result of lockdown finishing, but all the technology staying, teams, remote working, hybrid working, uh, different contracts now being made available as standard rather than as exception in terms of only being in the office, say two days a week rather than five. Yeah. And city based firms then recruiting from outside of the city because the commute is instant. You just log on to Teams. But the paychecks being offered, to your point, telephone numbers. I mean, just yeah. huge yeah, yeah, volumes yeah. Of, of cash being offered. One of the repeating points that I heard. Uh, they call them boomerangs because they would go off for six months earning these telephone number salaries yeah. and, three, and then four years worth of salary <laughs> and then and then come back and mm. say, goodness, that that was awful. That was, yeah, you know, that was, was a whirlwind. Was... I've aged a decade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that's the norm. I'm saying I've heard that story more than a few times in yeah. terms of people leaving because they've been enticed by the bright lights and the, you know, the streets paved with gold. There's a Dick Whittington reference there because it's Christmas, pantomime. Nice. See what nice. I did? I okay. like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> and then realising that actually what's being asked of them is is beyond their can to deliver and wanting to come back to the place with the culture, the place with the values, the place with the, with the position within the community. Everything you talked about earlier, the charitable giving, the emotionally secure service offering. Um, I've heard that a few times in from a few firms. And I think that's great. I'm going to finish this, if you don't mind, with almost full circle Ooh. taking your. Yeah, there are there are firms out there that will rinse their employees to get the maximum amount of output possible. But equally, I'm going to counter that. It's absolutely going on the list, 100 percent. But I'm going to counter that with there are 
more than enough firms at the top of our nice list oh that yeah exist to counterbalance that to counterbalance that right so yeah. so brilliant I, I love that uh that, that we've managed to go full circle and get a dick whittington reference in for christmas that is lovely isn't it lovely and there's a bit of die hard in there as well which are lovely it's it's for the young and for the old although actually to be fair thinking of die hard that's for the older generation now isn't it Yes, the later Die Hard films are not my favourite. The original, yeah, brilliant, lovely. Although I do still watch It's a Wonderful Life, so I'm old. Thanks. Is now a time to say I've never seen that? You've never seen It's a Wonderful Life? No, no, no. Sorry. Then I'm delighted because you have such a treat in store for for you and the family over Christmas. Go watch that movie. If you're not in floods of tears towards the end, uh, then there's a little bit inside of you that's died. So uh, <laughs> yeah. do that. Well, maybe Watch I'm that film. just slap bang on the naughty list. That's that's why. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Paul, I want you to have a phenomenal Christmas. And you, my man. And you enjoy everything that you're doing. Enjoy the family. All the being, the whole warmness and loveliness of Christmas. <laughs> and we should wish the pod a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Of course. Of course. Yes. Merry Christmas, pod. Enjoy whatever you're doing. And we'll, uh, I guess we'll see you all in the new year. What's our topic? Back in the uh, back in January. You did that on purpose because I caught you out last month. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Payback. Payback. Absolutely, mate. Have a fantastic conveyancing, though, aren't we? I think the Uh, yeah, we absolutely are. CQS, absolutely. Yeah, CQS, even yes. Very good. Well, everyone, enjoy your Christmases, and uh, yeah. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. Good man. See you in the new year. Have a brilliant time. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.